0: BW, The
1: 77 Percent
2: Hello there and welcome to The 77 Percent, a radio show for young Africans. I am Michael Lutti, and my co-host for today is
1: Okere Kushinado. Michael and I are coming to you from our studios here in Bonn, Germany. We are pleased to be part of the debate on the issues that affect the African youth. In Africa, the queer community is still facing discrimination and harassment. Just this week, two men appeared in a Cameroonian court for being cross-dressers. But what charges are they facing? Alleged homosexuality. I was born like that. It's natural. It's innate. I feel like a woman. I am a woman in a man's skin.
2: Where do gay people go when the police will not protect them?
3: Police officers and media persons would parade an individual and already criminalize the individual before justice even be uh, will even be served.
2: Across the continent many laws stand between the lgbtq community and their quest for equality so today's show takes a look at what it means to be pursued by the law that is supposed to protect you you might want to grab a seat for this one
1: we would also like to hear from you so send us a message on our facebook page dw africa
2: We start off the show here in the studio, Keri. Uh What does the law say about homosexuality in Namibia?
1: Well, Michael, unlike our neighboring countries, Angola, Botswana and South Africa, who have taken a stance against criminalizing homosexuality, in Namibia, same-sex marriages are still not recognized by law.
2: Well, in Ghana, it's, it's the same. It's also illegal to have a same-sex relationship. But before we talk about Ghana, let's head straight to Cameroon. In the city of Douala, two cross-dressers were put before court for attempted homosexuality.
1: The Cameroonian military have been accused of arresting at least 24 people since February this year on suspicion of being gay. Here is a report from Killian Gala.
0: Shakira and Patricia were eating out in Cameroon more than two months ago when they were arrested for what the authorities claim was attempted homosexuality. They've been refused bail, and their trial, which has repeatedly been pushed back, resumes this Monday. Their lawyer, Barrister Alison Comb, thinks her clients shouldn't have been in jail in the first place.
1: This is a crazy country, believe me. This is just because we are not in a state of law. In a place where you don't have law, you are not in a safe environment at all. Your first assault comes from your own state, which is supposed to protect you with law. Law, like universal declarations, which protect everybody.
0: But the arrests of Shakiro and Patricia are not an isolated incident. It's a pattern that targets those suspected of being gay in the country. A Human Rights Watch report published April 14 has highlighted the challenges facing the LGBT community in Cameroon. The report says Cameroon's security forces have since February 2021 arbitrarily arrested, beaten or threatened at least 24 people, including a 17-year-old boy, for alleged consensual same-sex conduct or gender nonconformity. In 2013, Cameroon's gay rights activist and journalist Eric Lebembe was killed in his house in Yaounde. Repeated attempts to get comment from the spokesperson of the Cameroon Defense Ministry were futile. Meanwhile, Cameroonians have varying opinions about how gays have to be treated.
1: I think gay relationships are very abnormal because we are supposed to be attracted by the opposite sex and not the same sex. So I just feel like such people need help.
3: Because the law does not give room for such a practice, I think anyone doing that should be persecuted for going against the law of the land. They should not be persecuted in Cameroon. I don't see how them being gay affects the lives of other people. I think that we have a right to choose our sexual orientation because this is a free world.
0: Even with the animosity towards gays in Cameroon, Shakiro isn't giving up on what he believes. Is his right. In a YouTube video, he claims he is a woman in a man's skin.
1: I was born like that. It's natural, it's innate. I feel like a woman. I am a woman in a man's skin. If they are found guilty, they could go to jail for up to five years.
2: Ingano carried the laws are quite similar. And Alex Donko. Is a gay man living in Accra who nearly suffered the same fate. Donko is one of the very few people who are openly gay in Ghana and who are also fighting for equality. Earlier this year, he opened the first public safe space for gay people to get counselling and help. But that was shut down. I sat down with him and I began by asking him how the situation of Ghana's queer community has changed since the safe space was closed. Let's take a listen.
3: The closure of the space has led to um, the lack of services that we would have provided for the LGBTQ community, right? The psychosocial services, the paralegal services, the health assistance that we could provide for the community is no more there as a result of the closure of the space. There is also increased violence as a result of the uh, 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 the narrative or the rhetoric that has been put out there by politicians, opinion leaders, religious people, and then the media this has led to some abuses we've we've had some videos where people were abused because of their known or perceived gender or sexual orientation there is also currently um, some members of Parliament um, putting out a bill that further criminalise LGBTQ persons in Ghana so clearly when it comes to uh, the situation currently it has changed for the worse.
2: we'll come to all of that in a bit but First, I need to understand, why do people think that this centre is
3: a threat? Well, that will be a question for these people, right? Because we try to explain things to them to get them to understand that the centre was actually meant to provide support to ordinary Ghanaians, right? People who are discriminated as a result of their known or perceived sexual orientation or gender identity. and these people are equal ghanians right so for instance there have, there have there have been numerous occasions where lgbtq persons go to the police station to report issues of abuse to the police and they end up being discriminated against even at the police station the very institution that has been given the mandate to protect every ghanian some ghanians are being discriminated against because of their known or perceived sexual orientation, even before the police officers even get to listen to the, the situation or the cases. So these clearly are some of the situations that some committee members face. There are those who go to the hospital and just by their mannerisms and their behaviour alone, they are discriminated against and end up not being given the basic services that they need to be provided for.
2: It's interesting you mentioned the police. They were there when the office was closed.
3: Before the closure of the space was some um, um, traditional leaders from the Kwabinya traditional area, right? And that is also the area in which the space was located. And these people openly on radio and TV said they were going to burn down the space if the president doesn't shut the place down, right? So these people openly said all of these things, yet when the police and the landlord came to the space or raided the space they were there with these same traditional leaders who said they were going to uh, burn down the space as well as media persons to take photographs and videos of this place and put out very untrue narrative and mis miseducation
2: to the public you know while i was in Ghana, kerry um there was a lot of talk about alex he's become the face of the queer movement in the country so i asked him how does that make him feel let's get back to him
3: so first of all i've got a lot of like very negative and very uh hurtful comments in my inbox through my phone calls and so many other places what was right?
2: hurtful for somebody said to you
3: well w- It's actually hurtful, but it's not just even limited to myself, right? Interestingly enough, so many other queer persons in Ghana also experience that. And some of them is like, oh, beat them, stone them, throw burn them. and You know, all of those things that actually takes a human life are some of the things that um, I hear people say. But of course, it's unfortunate that people are also going with that kind of narrative, right? And it's also because of what people have been fed right they have been fed with very negative narrative about the community, one that demonizes the community and puts the community in bad light. For instance, there are religious people who are saying that they are go, uh, Ghana is going to burn if they accept LGBTQ persons. Uh, the, 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 the family is going to be cursed. LGBT yeah. persons are wearing pampers and diapers. Like all this ridiculous narrative about the community.
2: And you stand at the center of all of this as a person do you, how do you feel hearing your name on the radio people discussing you without probably even speaking to you to get your opinion
3: right that is unfortunate right because the narrative I believe should come from the people who are affected by all of these challenges that they are facing or experiences here in Ghana but interestingly we have been dismissed and then we have been taken out of the whole narrative rather homophobes, people who are already against the community are the ones who are given the platform to speak about issues that affect us as a community. And that is how come it is increasing the violence against the community. I believe that it is about time that we open the discussion for us to have a very constructive discussion about LGBTQ issues. Because LGBTQ persons are the everyday normal people that we see on daily basis. And for one to dismiss and think that LGBT persons are aliens, coming from outer space to destroy the, the country is 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 rather unfortunate and just...
2: You know, which is quite contradictory because Ghana has a certain reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tolerant society largely. It has a good reputation when it comes to democracy across the sub-region. So why is it that when it comes to LGBT issues, there's a lot of homophobia surrounding this discussion?
3: Yes, so I think it is coming from um, GS... Of negative rhetoric um, towards the community right so you have mostly religious people always projecting hate towards the community right saying very untrue things about the community oh they are demons they are evil they are going to go to hell and when you look at the population of Ghana about 90 plus percent of the population are religious this includes even the presidents, the ministers, the legal persons, the, the, the health personals, and all of these professions that you can mention. So clearly, this kind of narrative has also shaped the minds of all these professionals who could have rather been open-minded and provided services to every Ghanian to rather discriminating against LGBTQ persons. That is also because of the negative narrative that has been put out there for so many years.
1: Alex is waiting for the day when Ghana's laws will also protect gay people. But let's head to our Facebook page, DW Africa, for your comments. We have Ngur Seljik that says, not in Cameroon. Our trouble is already too much. Let gay people look for their own country. And then Gerald Anderson says, I support LGBT plus people. Love is love. Tandiwe Mangana has the same question that I have. What is attempted homosexuality?
2: (laughs) That's an interesting question, O'Kerry. I'm not sure myself. Attempted homosexuality, were they nearly caught? I'm not sure. I'm sure the people on our Facebook page uh, from Cameroon can probably offer some education. What is attempted homosexuality? And... Louvre, Joel says that any country has its laws that must be respected. Hmm. So it always comes down to the law, doesn't it, Tukeri? It's always about the law. And in Ghana, same-sex relations have been unlawful for many years. But now some MPs want to tighten these rules. I asked Alex Donko what tighter rules may look like.
3: I think, first of all, uh, it is unfortunate that some parliamentarians are pushing for further criminalization of other Ghanaians, right? Because when you look at other African countries, these laws are rather being repealed. You have a country like Angola, you have a country like Botswana, that have seen that these laws are rather influencing... some citizens to perpetrate harm and abuse towards other citizens. So they are removing all these laws from there, just so citizens can equally uh, live in the country and provide or play their quota towards the development of this country. These laws, like you said, are British colonial laws, laws that were introduced during the Victorian era. And science and evidence has disputed this law and rendered it negative one that doesn't help any society so all over the world they are repealing including these same people who brought this um, laws to us they have repealed the law
2: If, if it's passed in Ghana what would it mean for the LGBTQ plus
3: community so if it is passed in Ghana it wouldn't mean so much for LGBTQ plus community it would mean but it wouldn't mean so much but rather it will mean a lot towards our democracy, it would rather mean that we have regressed or retrogressed as a country when it comes to the dem- our democracy. The fact that some citizens are continuously being abused and continuously being discriminated and then uh, 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 parliamentarians who, who could have rather make life better for Ghanaians have rather impose or put out more laws that further harm other Ghanaians. it will be a shame to our democracy and it will be unfortunate and i think it will rather pull us back as a country
1: that is what alex had to say for us but let's move on to namibia socially there is acceptance but there is no laws which actually protect the queer community that is what liz frank had to tell me in 1994 she had a long battle with the courts in namibia She wanted her marriage with her partner to be recognized. She wanted to be treated like every other Namibian. But how did that fight go?
4: We had to, you know, endure that court case where we won in the high court. We lost in the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in Namibia, because they were saying, no, we don't recognize uh, same-sex marriage. Marriage, according to our laws, only between heterosexual people. But because I managed to stay here despite you know, that particular court ruling. We have lived our lives. We've raised um, my partner's son together. We are out to everyone. We keep thinking, should we go to Germany and get married and then come back? But what would that help? You know, it would still not be recognized here. There are many ways, you know, we can write our wills. Um, Nobody can deny us to write a will that includes each other. The problem, I think, is more with medical aids. You know, if I'm in hospital and unconscious, has my partner got the right to make decisions for me? Um, Those things, we actually haven't taken the time to explore properly. You know, where are we limited and and what do we actually need to do?
1: Despite the courts not recognising her fight, she has some words of encouragement for the youth who are still facing discrimination.
4: Take your time, you know, think carefully. Is it my parents I need to come out to while I'm still at school? Is it my church I need to come out to while I know they're very homophobic? You know, where can I find spaces where I can, you know, live my life and find friends and lovers and partners and a community without, you know, coming out in a way that makes you unsafe.
1: And that wraps up this week's show. Do join us again next time, but in the meantime, keep the conversation going on our Facebook page, DWAfrica.
2: You can also visit us, and we like you to visit us on our webpage, dw.com forward slash 77. We are also available on all social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, and also on Facebook. Search for DW Africa. We'd like to hear from you. On behalf of the production team here in Bonn, I am Michael Oti, and I did
1: this with... Okeri Gushinalo. Until next time, thanks for listening
2: little star, how I wonder what you are, how purple you are so high. like a diamond in the sky, like a diamond in the sky, like a diamond in the sky, waka waka.